Welcome to the Life as an Observer podcast. My name is Ryan Bean. I am your host in self-observation. This podcast is an exploration of physical and non-physical self through discussion around yoga, meditation, self-improvement, self-realization, and practices that elevate the mind-body-soul connection. Let's start observing. Today on Life as an Observer, I had the unique opportunity to sit down with Jesse Coomer, a breath worker, YouTuber, just someone who really knows the science behind why breath work works. Talking about how we can go deeper, talking about how we can heal. We discuss a lot of things, including our, our trip together to a retreat and future endeavors. Listen to Jesse. He has a lot to say in the way of science and why we have this new modality of healing. Not only that, but a lot of upcoming things that he's working on that I know you as my audience may find really, really interesting and something that you want to spend your time and money doing. Get ready. This is an amazing one-hour episode with Jesse Coomer, breath worker and author of A Practical Guide to Breathwork and, and some other works. Give it a listen. Hey, Jesse. Good to hey, see you. Hey, nice to be here, Ryan. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no worries. So, uh, you know, I, we uh, uh, just saw each other a couple weeks ago. And, yes. you know, and we've actually talked several times uh, virtually using technology and finally got yep. a chance to hang out in uh, beautiful Mandala Springs oh, yes. in North Carolina. Um, I understand you're going back there uh, this month. Is that right? That's right. That's right. This, let's see, the 15th and the 16th, we're going to do another, basically uh, just another round, a Wim Hof Method right. Fundamentals on Saturday and a Wim Hof Method Advanced on Sunday. But you know how it was. It was, it's kind of a combined, you know, type of an experience, but hey, we want to leave it so that if a person wants to, they can just come one day and that's, that's free for, we'll play. call it a weekend of yeah. breath and cold, uh, yes. just, just really training. So, um, I, I guess that's, that's, that's where we start here is, you know, I, I, you know, I'm a facilitator of breath work and I, yes. I do meditations and I do yoga and I get asked all the time, Hey Ryan, what do you do for work? And it's, it's so fun to like, I just kind of hand them my contact card, which I use as a, a little popple. You know, I'm going, that's what I do. But yeah. <laughs> when, when, when people ask you, what do you do for work? What do you, how do oh, you yeah. respond? What is your title to that? It is so hard to answer the question because I want to just say I'm a breath worker, right? And then the first, you know, then I see kind of like a few different reactions. The first one is people are just like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, and, and it, they, they, they kind of, just, their eyes kind of glaze over. They're like, I, I don't even want to ask what that is mm -hmm. and just going to move on. Uh, a lot of times I will say, you know, I, I'll kind of adjust the title uh, depending on the audience. So if I, maybe I might say I'm a, I'm a breath coach. Still, Ooh. You know, still. I people, use the word facilitator sometimes. Yeah, I'm a yeah. <laughs> you know, and I think, I think the only, the thing is I'm like, okay, at least they have an anchor in the word coach. They're like, well, yeah. I know what, I know what a basketball coach is. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, <laughs> so I'll do, I'll say, I'll say, uh, yeah, I'm a breath coach. Um, but, uh, you know, another name, I, I haven't been using it much, but some of my friends have been using Pulmonot, you know, the pulmonary system. <laughs> and, I have uh, not heard that one yeah, yet. Yeah. So <laughs> So the pulmonots, uh, you know, but, you know, at the end of the day, 
it's it is sometimes difficult to just kind of hammer down on it but i do want to really normalize what the term breath worker is though anybody who works with breath for any any purpose right uh so i am a breath worker um and that's kind of what i prefer to be known as but sometimes i'll say i'm a breath specialist or something like that as well so it, I'm just, i just try to make it understandable yeah. Yeah. Well, so when I, when I first um, kind of came in contact with your work, I mean, it was a couple of years ago and it was um, you know, you were, I, I think one of the first videos I saw of you was just taking frost walks, you know, yeah. and, you know, it was just like, let's go outside and put my feet into the snow. And, you know, at the time I was, was doing a lot of traveling and I wasn't actually a warm climate. And I was like, well, that's not going to happen for me. <laughs> you know, I was yeah. living in, and now that I've moved, um, it does show its face, uh, that where I can do frost walks in, yeah. in Utah, which is, which is great. Um, and it's been kind of part of my conditioning, but I know since then, you know, your, your life has, has changed and you've kind of refined it a little bit. I know, uh, maybe it was a year and a half ago you released your your ebook is that about right yeah it was um i believe it was september of 2019 yeah and that was my first edition and then september of last year 2020 i came out with the second edition and basically anybody who bought the first edition got the free upgrade and yeah. I, I what i'm doing is i'm just kind of I'm going to probably add another edition before I actually print it out and, and, and sell it as a paperback or something like that. But I just keep learning more things and I keep thinking, oh, yeah, that's another thing I should tell the people, you know. <laughs> so, so Jesse's book was a practical guide to cold um, immersion. Is that what it was? Uh, yeah, the practical guide to cold training. Yeah, Cold training. Yeah, that was, that's, yeah. So that was the first one was practical guide to cold training. It's an ebook. They can get it on your site. But and then mm -hmm. you released your paperback book which i have a couple copies of and even had you sign one of them yes. when we got together so the practical guide to breath work which is just full of all kinds of goodies it's a, a remedy for the modern human condition which i love the 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 subtitle to that whatever is the remedy for the 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 modern human condition because we find ourselves in that all the time yes. <laughs> yes. in the modern condition and you know i I've done a lot of healing modalities, being a, a yoga instructor and mm. and working with pranayam, you know, in, in India and doing a mm -hmm. lot of work. And that actually helped me dive really deep. And I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm going to kind of tell you a little bit yeah. about my, my, yeah. my story in India awesome. and how I got exposed to the cold and um, and how breath work actually happened to me it wasn't given to it was just sort of happened. <laughs> so um it's part of a rite of passage to to go into mother ganga into the ganges river in northern india um if you're living there just sort of as a bath or a baptism if you will mm -hmm. uh, it's not the cleanest river in the world but it's also a very holy river <laughs> so, right so you get into it anyway this is a glacier fed river and it's quite swift moving and so I said, I'm going to do it. That lady's over there doing it. I'm getting in. <laughs> I got in and I got right back out. <laughs> I did not do well the first time I got in. And so I um, said, I had it in my mind. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And I remember it was the same. It was the same thing over and over. Like where I get in, nope, getting out. And finally, I had someone um, who saw me with this struggle said, you, you must use pranayama. You know? Yeah. And so I said, okay, 
I got to breathe. Okay. So and <laughs> at the time we were using um, the, the Cabal Balti and the, the okay. skull shining to really reset the nervous system. Yeah. And then yeah. I was doing something that I, when, as I got into the, to the water, I did some box breathing that I had learned when I was in the military. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that is what opened it all wide open for me where I was like, Ooh, Mm -hmm. Ooh, this feels kind of nice. I can yeah. do this. All right. So, <laughs> you know, as we do this work, um, I really find that, especially like when we were in, in, in Mandala Springs, that there is a connection to self through nature. There, there is just yeah. like this undenying like thing that happens when yeah. you when you get into nature. And I kind of wanted you to, to to talk about that a little bit in your practice because. So I, the first time I was introduced to you and your work, you were doing uh, frost walks, mm -hmm. you know, in, in Illinois somewhere. And, and you were, you know, and I crunching away as you're talking and cars are passing by going, who's this crazy guy? <laughs> and if, if you can yeah. just kind of talk a little bit about your practice and how nature um, really plays a big role in that. Yeah, I, you know, and, and I'll even bring it back to this, this thing I've, I've coined the, the phrase uh, the modern human condition, because this is something I think we suffer from more than, than we really realize. And, and I know I've suffered from it a lot in my life. And it's something that you don't have to suffer from it. You, if, if you understand what it is, and then you also understand how it affects us, right? And so it, now there's a lot of different ways that it affects us. But one of the primary ways is, is that the way that we are built and programmed is not for modern life, right? So, so you and I are both, we're, we're talking to each other via the internet, both in, you know, square houses and, and, you know, just, there's nothing around me that is natural. I have a grounding pad that my feet are on right now, and that's not even really natural, but it's like trying to get close, right? What is it? Is it like a tray of dirt or what is it? it, it no, it's, it's one of those pads. Like you plug it into the, to the ground, into, uh, to, to the, like your, your oh. outlet. and so, so it's, it's basically now here's the thing. I bought it. I use it. Uh, you know, it's something I have here whenever I work with my computer here, but it's, uh, it's still, you know, it's not the same in my book. I mean, some people might make the claim, Hey, you know, it's, it's, it's you're, you're grounded. So you're getting the same charge and all that not the same as going out in nature. It's not the same thing right. as really facing these challenges to our body that, that we really have um, and, and we need. And it's one of those things where, for instance, you know, I, I think back to, you know, the concept of exercise is pretty new, really, um, even though, you know, people think it's been around forever, but really even there's, a, there's some time uh, there was a time whenever it was even considered bad for you. You better not exercise too much. You know, it, it, <laughs> we didn't understand. We really didn't know. But but the industrial revolution and all the multiple industrial revolutions that we've seen, uh, they've had deleterious effects on our health. And we eventually were like, you know what? I, I go down to the office and I press these buttons and then I go home. My body feels terrible as if I'm getting injured from not doing it. What is the deal? And then hmm. we realized we had to supplement um, the, the life we used to have or the life we have now with, with part of the life we used to have, which is, you know, we go to gyms now, we take runs, we do yoga, we do, you know, things like that. Things that engage the body in a challenging way. And 
it's something that, you know, now yoga, you know, that dates back ancient times. And, and there are forms of martial arts and some forms of, of exercise that w- what we would consider exercise nowadays that date back a long time. But the, the general consensus that you need to do ex- really extraneous physical labor, right? You don't, there's no real product that you produce, right? It's not helping to feed you when you go, you know, and go on a run or you do push-ups or you do, you know, something like that. But it does give you the stress and we all understand now that it gives you the stressors that you need to make yourself healthy. And if, and, and a lot of times people say, Hey, what are the benefits of breath work or, or the cold? And I always come back with them sometimes, or at least sometimes I come back with them. If I have enough time to talk, right. I'll come back with them. And I'll say, well, what are the benefits of exercise? Right. And, and it's, there's a lot of benefits. It's not just one thing. Right. And so what I realized at some point was that, okay, I, I need to start exercising. I need to start engaging my, my body physically. And when you do that, you're, you start engaging your mind, you know, whether you realize it or not, I think, I think most people, um, that's what keeps them out of exercise. That's what keeps them out of an active lifestyle is actually the mind. Right. So whenever I got into, uh, physical training and, and I got into weight training and things like that, I realized that I, there was still a lot left out there. And so I got into yoga, I got into meditation, found out I was terrible at yoga or I was, I was okay. I got better, (laughs) you know, but I found out I was terrible at meditation. And then I found breath work and cold exposure as I was searching for ways to become better at meditation. And what I found was when we expose ourselves, our bodies and minds to stress, and it's got to be the right amount of stress, right? It, it can't be, it can't just be a little piddly thing that's that's nothing, right? It can't be, oh, that was nothing at all. It can't be so much that you're going to go die, right? But if you expose yourself to enough stress, if you challenge your body, your body responds and it expects. That's the thing I think we, we, we've forgotten is that our body expects to be stressed to a certain level. And if it doesn't get it, then it, it actually changes. It adapts in a bad way. We, we would call it a maladaptive. Yeah, maladaptive. I, w- I would say it's kind of like a, like a bad dog. You know, if you think about it, you have like a, <laughs> a, like a service animal, a dog that wants to work, a working animal. Uh-huh. And if you don't give them a task, then they end up tearing into your trash can, pulling out, you know, <laughs> yeah, so you got to give true. them a job. You got to give them something to do. Absolutely. And so when I, when I realized, that, okay, this is not just about showing off that I can go get into the cold. This is this, and there are benefits. There are like actual physical and and measurable benefits to getting into the cold. Uh, And that's what, uh, you know, it got me started. That's, you know, I would say with most fit, with most things with fitness, with most things with physical and mental fitness, uh, people look at what are the biochemical things that happen, right? So what parts of the brain light up? Oh, cool. I want that to have, you know, what, what, what do you, happens to your uh, cytokines? What happens to your white blood cell? You know, all these different things. That's great. But what really got me was that, wait a minute, I can, I can adapt. Like, like this is this, cause the, like the first time I took a cold shower and I told you about this, whenever I met you a couple yeah. of weeks ago, but I'll tell it for, for those of you guys listening. First time I got in the, the, the cold shower, I, uh, you know, I just done Wim Hof method breathing. And so I felt invincible. And so 
I went to the shower and I was like, well, I'm just going to take a cold shower. It was February in Indiana. You know, it was just cold, cold water coming out. And, but the, what I did, I just turned it straight on to cold. And actually I said, I, it's kind of embarrassing, but I said, Wim Hof, like as if it was some kind of incantation <laughs> for strength. And as soon as the cold water hit my skin, I always liken it to the cartoons where the skeleton leaves the body, mm -hmm. you know, and then the rest of it is, is like a rubber band. It was that fast. And, you know, I, I don't know how fast you got out of the Ganges, but, but I got out of the shower really fast. Oh, it was immediately. Yeah. yeah. It was like, eh, not even out of the exactly. gut. Yeah. And, and the thing is what, what's so crazy to me is that that was, was so, I mean, it was unbearable, right? It was absolutely yeah. unbearable. And years later now, um, it's normal, right? You know, I, I, I will take cold showers year round and then I'll do all these other things. And, and then, then when it came to the, to the frost walks, okay. So when it came down to doing frost walks, um, th there are very few medical benefits, if any medical benefits to doing a frost walk, um, other than, if you're doing it, yeah, and which is okay, I also do this, you know, I'll walk around barefoot, but I'm also just in shorts, right? Yeah. Now, yes, you're going to get the cold exposure. There are many, you know, bio, uh, biological benefits that you can get from that. But walking in the snow barefoot, there's really not any benefit that you're going to get from that other than you do train your feet to be incredibly resilient and you improve yeah. the, the um, circulation a lot. I mean, there are benefits, I guess, but the biggest benefit for me and the reason why I just, I'm so hooked on it is that it was impossible at one time, but it, I kept at it and with, with the right mindset and control over my autonomic nervous system, control over my emotional state and really controlling that fear, which is a very rational fear. Your body doesn't want to, you know, die of hypothermia or, or lose toes, right? So it's, it's giving you pain, but being able to lean into that with, with a sense of relaxation and just kind of surrender to the moment, I can, I mean, I can meditate much better now than, than I did back <laughs> in the day, yeah. but, but you talk about a, a real test of, your focus, your breath, and it's just exhilarating whenever you're like, wow, I, I'm, you know, I'm more powerful than I thought I was. I've got more um, strength than I ever thought I had. And, and that in itself is just, um, it's hard to describe. It's, it's just incredibly gratifying. To... There's some power behind it. There's some power yeah. in just knowing it's like that inner confidence that lights up and says, wow, I just accomplished like a, a goal. You know, I, 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 um, I still stand at the water sometimes and go, why am I doing this? Okay. So oh, I'm yeah. not going to, Oh yeah. I'll, I'll be there with you, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> like where I'm like, what is going on? Like, I know, you know, we were doing multiple dips in, you know, in, in Mandala Springs. It was beautiful. It was wonderful. It's still cold. You still stand there and oh, look yeah. at it and go, oh, okay, yeah. I'm making a decision now to mm -hmm. get in. And, you know, I have people that tell me all the time, you know, we hear all this. I would, but it's cold. And, you know, that's the common <laughs> argument. But, but what I hear sometimes is like, especially those who are athletes, 
where they're like, yeah. oh, I've done that before. Oh, yeah. It was okay. But I, what I think is missing, and I want you to kind of talk on this, I think there's a, a major piece, which is one of the pillars of Wim Hof, is, is the mindset mm -hmm. piece. And so right. can you talk about that a little bit, the difference in athletic cold plunge and yeah. cold immersion, mindful cold immersion? Yeah. And, and first of all, first of all, I will say, regardless if you're doing Wim Hof method or if you're just doing cold training as a practice by itself, okay? Um, there are a few things to understand when it comes to cold training, and that is that the athletic ice bath, okay, and you're in the United States, so I don't have to convert to Celsius, so thank you, uh, but the <laughs> athletic ice bath is generally going to be around 50 to 60 degrees Fahrenheit, which is cold, okay, there's no denying that that, that is definitely a cold challenge on your system, and it has incredible benefits and, and what will happen is a lot of times a person who is an athlete will come and, and talk to me and, uh, or, or they'll, they'll talk to someone who, who's maybe come to one of my workshops and they'll say, yeah, I, I used to sit in ice baths for like 20 minutes. What's the big deal? And the reality is it's true. I mean, the reality is, okay, yeah, for you were sitting in 60 degree water, 50 degree water, whatever. Yeah, that's pretty typical. And the reason why they do it that way is, and this comes back, if, if you guys have, read my ebook. And if not, I explain a lot. This, this is deeper explained in my ebook, but the reason why they do it that way is because there's, there's two different ways to get the benefits of cold training. You can either go really cold for a short amount of time, or you can go pretty cold for a longer amount of time. And the way your body works is your brain will secrete norepinephrine at a reliable, consistent rate that is repeatable as long as you live. So the, the interesting thing is you and I, the very first time we had our, our first cold exposure, technically the, the brain chemistry was, a, was pretty much the same uh, as uh, when it comes to the beneficial chemicals that came out of our brains. But the difference was that we weren't able con to control our reactions yeah. to that cold, right? So when it comes down to controlling your reactions, that's one of the biggest challenges of cold training, right? And, and you, you were talking about it. And I, actually, I'm, I'm probably going to take an ice bath after, literally after we get done talking. That's, it's, it's waiting for me out there. And there's a certain degree of trepidation that always is like, yeah, do you really need to, <laughs> you know? But that is, that is that meditation. That is that focus. That is that practice. Now, when we look at the focus to, to, when we get into an ice bath, for instance, if you get into an ice bath that I prepare, right, it's going to be 40 degrees. And I try to get it down to maybe 35 degrees. Mm -hmm. And so it's super, super cold. And I would say uh, at Mandala Springs, they, it was definitely in the low 40s. Yeah. Um, and, and on the second day, it was even colder because they, we actually had an it was nice overcast. Frost. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that morning, we even got a little bit of uh, snow that that came down and, and it melted pretty quickly. But um, but it, it was, it was definitely a little higher up the mountain. Um, so, but the thing is you've got this shock, right? The, the body receives these signals and it says, okay, if we stay in this too long, it could be lethal. It will be lethal. And so the part of your brain, your brainstem is there to try to help you survive and not die. And so what we do when we do Wim Hof method or whenever we do just, I mean, any kind of cold training specifically. And, and this is why we focus on our breath so much is that what we're trying to do is we are, we are using our focus, 
which is something only humans can do. We can only we can use our focus to regulate our breath to bring ourselves out of that panic state, right? We call it the fight or flight state or that sympathetic dominant state of the autonomic nervous system. And we bring ourselves back into a relaxed state, even though we're in a stressed situation. So the benefits of this, of course, there's all kinds of anti-inflammation, immune system benefits, um, you know, there's cellular biogenesis that occurs, all sorts of wonderful things. But even if those didn't happen, I would still cold train. Like if, if today, like after years, like I probably wouldn't have started, to be honest. I, it was no. those biological benefits that got me started. But I will say I didn't know at the time just how good it was for my mindset and my focus in everyday life. Because when you're practicing focusing and down-regulating into a into a relaxed state while you're in a stress situation just having that practice is applicable to the rest of your life and i've heard it i've heard it uh i've heard people say that it's stress inoculation and i love that hmm. i love that term i like that too you know because you're, you're giving yourself a little you know when you inoculate yourself uh you, you give yourself uh a little bit of the virus or the bacteria or whatever it is you're, you're inoculating yourself from so that you, you know, but it's not enough to kill you, not enough to, you know, really to, to bring you down. It's just the right amount. And then you're come, you come back, your immune system comes back stronger, healthier, more robust. Same basic concept when it comes to our ability to deal with stress when we practice cold immersion training. It has to be a practice, right? It has to yeah. be something, you know, I, I, I've had people come to, to some of the, the classes that I offer, mm -hmm. or they, they'll, they'll join a breath work and, and no, oh, that was great. And, you know, they enjoy it, but I always say you, this is, this is like day one of millions, you know, I mean, yes. the thousands, you know, and, and most people, the, the, the response I get is I have a job, I have kids, I have things, I got to do stuff. I got to, how am I going to fit this in right to this day? How is this even possible? Because your classes are an hour and like, for breath work. I don't, I don't have that in the morning. And so yeah, I, I'll, I'll share with you what, what my practice looks like. And I, and yeah. I, I know you just released a video on your YouTube about what your sure, daily sure. practice looks like. But we can talk about it. That's fine. Um, that sounds great. But for me, a lot of my breath work happens before I even get out of bed. So for me, yeah, like yeah. instead of hitting snooze, that's the, been the major change is like, don't yeah. hit snooze, sit up, do your breath work. I even have an alarm on my phone that says, do your effing breath work. Yes. Um, so it sort of reminds me if I did get up and something happened, it's just like, do your effing breath work and go. And so I just do it in bed, which usually will lead me, depending on what time my first class is, to a meditation. So that for me is just like become routine. But I think a lot of people believe that they need to have, you know, what is what's being taught, especially if they go to a course or they see something online, they're like, I don't have time for that. Right. So if you could kind of talk about, your practice like what what that entails on a daily basis but also what can help motivate people to find a daily practice and because they're, uh, they're, I can hear it now time is going to be the resource they don't have and I and yeah. I want to be able to share with them how to 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 start no I, I, I think that's you're right on the money there because um, it, you know you read a lot of books you see a lot of courses a lot of methods techniques out there and 
Um, and, and I will say the most popular breath work is the kind that takes a lot of dedicated time, right? Mm -hmm. So for instance, you go to on YouTube, you see, a, and, I, and I don't recommend doing this, even though I'm a YouTuber, I don't recommend going on YouTube and doing some random breath work session because when you give, when you do someone else's guided breath work, you are giving them control to your autonomic nervous system. Now, if it's a, it may very well be, well be that that person on YouTube is fantastic and trustworthy, but it's very likely that a person on YouTube just threw a bunch of stuff together from, yeah, I, I went, I saw this thing on TV and I saw this thing on the internet and I just put this thing together. Oh yeah, I've seen a lot of like recordings that I know Wim didn't make. Oh yeah, or, and that, that someone else has made, or that's you know some other you know breath work like you know some holotropic stuff that people um, just sort of took someone's voice and patched yeah. it together with a nice audio clip behind it. It gets a lot of clicks, right? Yeah. And 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 I tell you what, the thing about breath work that and, and this is where we have a lot of work to do, <laughs> is that breath work, the thing that gets the the clicks. The things that get the likes, the views, and all these things oftentimes are kind of adulterations of what breathwork is. So let me come back to the, the, the question. I think it's a really good question of, hey, I don't have time to do breathwork. And here's the reality of it. And this is why I, I want breathwork to be seen as something more than just sitting there and hyperventilating because it seems <laughs> like that's all that people want to do now. When it comes to your breath, whether you mean to or not, you are doing breath work, okay? Now, breath work is the intentional use of breath. But here's the thing. If, you're, if you are breathing with maladaptations, if you're breathing, your breathing controls so much and it influences you in a way that is very profound in the way you feel and behave throughout the day, whether you mean for it to happen that way or not. And so when it comes down to it, you're doing it anyway, <laughs> right? You're going to be breathing all day anyway. So why not do intentional breathing throughout the day? And this doesn't have to be sitting down like you and I do every morning. I'm the same way. I'll wake up. I plop down I'll be literally, my body doesn't stop touching the bed because I plop down and I lean my back up against the bed, but I'll do 15, 20 minutes of breath work, but it's very intentional, very powerful stuff. But hey, not everybody wants to do that. I get that. You don't have to. The, the most important thing I can tell a person to do I, you know, is learn how a breath should actually function. So yeah. learn actually how to recreate that breath wave because i would i would say if you're listening to this and you're human unless you've really worked on it and i have to work on it every day right we have to kind of, it's a practice but you're probably breathing incorrectly and you're probably breathing in a way that adds more stress to your life and so if you if you would just focus on breathing and we, we can just start i'll give you the some some things for everyone listening these are the things that are the first steps to being to, to adding breath work to your full life, right? If you, can, if you can start by nasal breathing all the time, or at least as often as possible, yeah. and engaging your diaphragm when you breathe, of course, 
you know, we teach classes on this and we'd be happy, you know, to, to, to guide you through this, right? But engaging your diaphragm, engaging the, the, the full breath wave. And, and it's, a, it's about, it's not necessarily about, it is about which muscles you're engaging, but it's also about what order you're engaging those muscles, right? Yeah. And you can do this when you're driving, whenever you're sitting down, you, you and it get, and so step one, breathe through your nose. Step two, try, get my book or, or, or talk to Ryan and, and learn how a breath should actually function. Step three, okay, step three is practice good posture. Now, yoga is, I can't think of much better than yoga for improving a person's posture, but a person's posture influences the breathing in a way that it, we don't think about very often. And most of it's a slouching. We've got the upper cross, lower cross syndrome. So, and those three things right there, I have not said anything that requires a person to dedicate any extra time to their life, right? That no, they can do that just by living and being more exactly. conscious about it. Right there, yeah. just simply by doing that, you, you are know, improving your life with your breath and then beyond that yeah we can talk techniques we can talk cadence we can talk a lot of things but simply being mindful of how you breathe yeah that's that's right there i, I know so many people who practice quote unquote breath work right they'll do a, a 15 20 minute session and then the rest of the day their mouth breathing poor posture over breathing and, and even during their their initial session they're just, they're, they're engaging their, their shoulders and their neck and, and they're just breathing straight up through the chest only, you know, they're just trying to get high. And so the, if, if a person really wants to take control of their health and improve their life through breath, it starts with those fundamentals, right? Beyond that, man, we can go. Yeah. So many techniques and yeah, things oh, so and much good stuff. But you know, I was I was reading James Nestor's book, um, rereading it again. And it, just because it's, it there is a shock factor to that the first chapter of that book like it's just where he, he said exactly what you're reiterating what he kind of talked about with, with we need to breathe through our nose because these are why this is what happened when i was breathing through my mouth and this is when i changed my posture this is what happened and yeah. i think there's a lot of value to what you just said because it's true we don't realize until we're sitting in a doctor's office and he says you have you know some lower bronchi issues in your lungs you not have full lung capacity mm. i mean when you go in to get your vitals uh, you know you start to get into your mid-40s and you have to go see the doctor and they want to yep. hear you breathe and they want to test your blood pressure your cholesterol and oh, yeah. some other fun things they want to do to to see how you're aging and it's and it's quite interesting to compare myself i i, I yeah. do that too. Yeah. To, to saying this is this is what my vitals look like because i do a couple simple practices now one of them is a lifestyle i mean well actually all of them really are oh, but like yeah. yoga yeah. itself is a lifestyle for me because i teach every day and i'm teaching breath work every day and getting into the cold has become routine which is then lifestyle and it's you know i i keep a, a freezer here and i have um, luckily, I have a, a friend of mine who owns a, a float center and he has a, a yeah, has some Japanese soaking tanks and we use those but it is a it's hard for people to get into the routine if they don't have the resources and that's what I'm trying to yeah. kind of create here because taking a cold shower, wherein it's difficult I definitely feel different 
yeah, my soak. And it's, and, and uh, so I want that to become an option. And so, you know, whether that be their own bathtub, a hot tub that you turn cold, a freezer that's sealed up, whether, you, and for me, my first ice bath that I owned was, um, I just went to the, uh, the tractor supply place. And oh yeah. Picked up a horse trough <laughs> and hundred gallons and it works and I still yes. have them and I use them for courses. So they're, they're really great, but it's, it's very, um, it's very interesting. So we, we, we talked a lot about the nervous system and yeah, that's why we do this. I mean, we talk practice it because, you know, even yoga itself is a practice for the mind. A lot of people oh, think yeah. that it's physical. And I reiterate it all the time that yoga is for your mind. We're using the body to go inward. And so mm -hmm. there's, um, there's something called the, the cannabinoid effect that happens in the nervous system. Then, um, it, it's affected by that. And there's a, and that the, the cannabinoid system, it, um, plays a significant role in your immune system regulation also. Mm -hmm. And I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about that in the way of when people hear cannabinoid, they automatically think what well, something they can smoke, but in, in sure. But then there's also the cannabinoids that are produced within us. And I am certainly not the expert in this. You're more familiar with all the chemicals that produce, as we're doing breath work and and how our body is really a machine in that way where it says mm -hmm. i i hear you you're breathing heavy i need to produce this i feel you you're breathing slow i need to produce this can you talk a little bit about the cannabinoid system and talk a little bit about norepinephrine and serotonin and how their roles and how they're regulated through breath work a little bit well, I, I can i can talk more about um I can, I can talk less about the cannabinoids and, and more, that is something that, especially anytime your, your system is, when, when we talk about the, the endocannabinoid system, right? Yeah. Anytime your system is, is put through a, a shock, um, one of the reactions is to, to, to activate that. And so, especially with cold training, that's something we see specifically a lot more in cold training. Now, when it comes to our, our breath work, um, the, the autonomic nervous system is going to give you certain chemicals, uh, depending on the state that you're in. And you can, you can activate your system to the point where you can say, okay, I know what I need at this point. Now, there was a study, especially with norepinephrine. So norepinephrine is the one that I think is the, that's the one that people generally don't realize that they're feeling. And, and, and so if, if you've ever experienced anxiety, you're experiencing norepinephrine. And so in your brain, there's the locus aurelius and, and it'll, it'll secrete norepinephrine and it'll give you more and more of it depending on the situation. And typically the way it works for our everyday life. And this is part of that modern human condition. And then I'll, I'm going to talk about how we can use breath work to mitigate that effect, yeah. because that, that's, that's, I think primary, that's the thing that people are going to feel the most. So, so norepinephrine is generally, we experience it as anxiety. Now we also experience enormous amount of norepinephrine when we get in the cold as well. And norepinephrine is a neurochemical that is incredibly good for inflammation. So it's an anti-inflammatory. However, it also it causes this anxiety. And generally how this starts is 
something we call the dopamine feedback loop, right? And so, and so I talk about this in my book um, and, and it's basically this, there's some kind of uncertainty in your life. Your motivational system within your brain says, we need to solve this uncertainty. We need to eliminate this uncertainty. Okay, so feed this person some dopamine. Well, the issue here is our brains are so powerful that we can create um, situations where we, where we're uncertain about something and there's no way we can actually solve the uncertainty. We're like, what well, is going to happen tomorrow, for instance, mm -hmm. um, you know, or, or I, you know, does so-and-so still think about me or I wish I wouldn't have said that thing 20 years ago at, at high school or whatever, you know? <laughs> so, so there's all these things, right? And so our brain eventually gets frustrated and it says, okay, give the person more dopamine. The dopamine isn't working. So let's, let's kick it up a notch. And then we get the norepinephrine. This can also be um, kicked on through a um, inconsistent or erratic breathing pattern. So again, going back to your question just a second ago, you know, do I have enough time to do breath work? Well, there have been tests that show that when, especially on, they had students taking standardized tests and they, they, they observed their breath and they observed their amount of norepinephrine. And they showed that the students who had erratic breathing patterns had higher levels of norepinephrine and didn't do as well on the tests. Mm. Now, now, the reason for that is, is we all know what it's like to be hyper anxious, right? You can't think straight. You can't, you know, you're just, you're just too stressed out. And so what we can do by balancing our breath and by, by using certain breathing techniques, specifically slowing our breath down and, and making it an even pattern or a something that is not erratic, right? Uh, we can bring those levels down to a manageable and sometimes just, just completely bring them down to a manageable level. We need some norepinephrine uh, just to have any kind of focus at all, but we can bring them down to where they're manageable. It's interesting, norepinephrine also makes us uh, smell, our, our, it heightens our senses and makes us more sensitive to everything. But hmm. when it comes to, when it comes to uh, really the noticeable differences in the way that we feel, those are the ones that across the board with breath, it has to do with, it's less about necessarily creating so much of the happy chemicals. It's more about balancing and producing a, a better state with all of the chemicals. Because, and I, I see these, I see a lot of people talk about, okay, we're going to do breathing to increase dopamine. And there are cases where people are low in, in their dopamine levels. There, there are some problems they might have, but dopamine typically is not something that you're going to have to worry about uh, being low. In fact, in the world we live in today, uh, we talk about the dopamine hits we get from our cell phones and just think yeah. about that. you know the, what it does is it, it it compels us to check our cell phone because we might miss out on something there's an unknown there that we need to solve so in reality with breath work we can reduce a lot of the the neurochemicals that cause us so much problems and bring ourselves back into stasis um, and this is also what is going to help us create it, it reduces those stress hormones and it helps us to get back into a healthy state. And when you're actually in a healthy state, for many people, they almost feel high. 
they, they just feel amazing, yeah. right? Now there are certain techniques that are altered state techniques, right? We, we did one of those um, in, during the weekend uh, that you were in Mandala Springs. There are many other uh, altered state techniques as well that, that possibly create, um, that they, they induce endogenous releases of things like DMT, um, yeah. oxytocin, things like that. But when it comes down to it, a person who's practicing breath work is it's less about adding chemicals and it's more about balancing the imbalances. Yeah. You know, there's so many chemicals, right? There's, I mean, I I would guess there's even hundreds of them. I I don't know how many get released and move throughout our bodies and, and do all this. And, and we can only really um, monitor it by how we feel. I mean, we don't, and now I know that you use some technology and I, yes. I, wanted to, I wanted to hear a little bit about that. I know you yeah. use some technology, but you know, really for, for the layman, for those who are just trying this out, their only way to really know that anything is happening is how they feel, right? Or is there, and, is there, really, another, is there another monitor that they can just, do very cheaply? And <laughs> I, think, I think ultimately developing awareness, like I use some gadgets, but they, you have to say, I think... Ultimately, awareness is the foundation of all positive change, right? If, if, and, and when it comes down to it, there's really not even words to describe how we feel. Like we, we've invented a lot of words and they, the words are symbols for thoughts and feelings and emotions and ideas and things like that. But, you know, if to, to really say, how do you feel today, right? Like we can't even really describe pain right? We have these uh, on a scale of one to 10, right? How accurate can that possibly be? So self-awareness and a sense of, we call it introception, those are vital. And, and I think my, that, that is the most important thing out of, out of anything is developing that. Because if you don't, then really all the gadgets and devices and things like that are just really, they're, they're useless. And I guess my evidence would be the yogis that figured it out thousands of years ago. Yeah, they didn't have gadgets. <laughs> I mean, come on, you know, they, they didn't have gadgets. They didn't know the <clears throat> physiology that like we know it now. I mean, they knew it. I mean, I mean, it, maybe they did. Maybe they did and we don't know it. Maybe they had some sort of like alien technology yeah. that was like, oh, you need to increase your, your blood oxygen saturation. Right. right, yeah, you know, it could. That, that's the next episodes of, of what is it? Ancient aliens. But, yeah. you know, the thing is like, I, I think you know, and I'll, I'll like, for instance, I'll use, um, you can, you can do it pretty simply. Like, for instance, if you understand um, kind of how the autonomic nervous system works, you can measure certain things uh, based off of, based based off of the state that you're in um, to, to, to kind of have your, your basics and, and your baseline. For instance, um, if you, and you can do this, the average, and this is one of those things where, um, you can even do this with, uh, you, to, to, to know a little bit more about like your, your stress level or your state of stress. So for instance, um, in the book, I talk about this and, and we can, and I'll, I'll just kind of give the, the instructions here. One of the things, it's not even a gadget you have to buy. But I, I do use a pulse oximeter. You can use things to, to monitor your heart rate, your blood pressure, things like that. Those are all really, I mean, there's a reason why they do that 
uh, at the doctor's office, right? And, and it's not necessarily for the same purposes as we're doing it when we do with breath, but it does tell you a lot about where you are physiologically. Um, and, and so you can use those. But a very simple thing you can do literally is you can, you, you take a very deep breath in through your nose, fill your entire, your full, you'll fill your lungs completely, and then exhale through your nose for as long as you can. And, and basically try to make that exhale last all day if you could, right? And you just time how long it takes for that exhale to occur. And you stop your timer whenever you either need to take another breath or if, you, or if that exhale is interrupted in any way or if you swallow. And what that does Essentially, it lets you know a few things. Now, if you swallow, people always wonder about that one, right? So if you swallow, think about this. In that case, what, you, what you're doing, first of all, what you're doing is you're testing your CO2 tolerance, but you're also testing how much CO2 you're producing. So there's two, two ways that we work with CO2, and CO2 is a, 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 it's the most stress-inducing chemical that, that life comes in contact with. So they've done studies with fruit flies and pretty much every, everybody hates CO2. Um, but whenever you have elevated stress levels, you actually produce more CO2. And this is because if you're in a state of fight or flight, okay? So if you're in a state of fight or flight, well, there's a few things that happen. One, your blood sugar goes up. Two, your, your rate of, um, of breathing goes up. So you're oxygenating more. So you actually, and your bronchi open, your ovule, everything opens up so it can facilitate a better gas exchange because your body is preparing to use energy. So it's going to create more cellular energy. And so your, your heart's pumping and all these things. Well, you can literally, if you, if you take, if you do a breathing session or something like that, and, and then after the breathing session, you take a CO2 test, you can, you can, even without a device, right? You can infer just what state you're in. And the longer your exhale, now it also depends on your CO2 tolerance. Okay. But if you take your tolerance in the morning, you know, the tolerance and is, and just make the assumption that when you woke up, you're not in the state of fight or flight, or at least you're as close to rest and digest as possible. But you can, you can even determine just simply with a stopwatch and your breath, Okay. How stressed am I? Have I changed my state? Yeah. So what's the baseline on that? Like what, what is, what's average human and what's superhuman? And yeah. So, yeah. So, so if you, if you get 20 or below, you're very stressed, you're, you're very stressed or seconds. yeah, 20 seconds or below. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. 20 minutes, but if it's 20 <laughs> seconds or below, you're very, very stressed and, or you have a low CO2 tolerance, but if we see anybody with that low of a score, it's not just the CO2 tolerance. There is a high level of stress in that individual. Gotcha. From yeah, I, I, you know, that's usually the, the, where, from my breath work where, so like, I, I know that I can go without oxygen cause I'm super ventilated. I'm like, yep, I'm right. good. Yeah. But I do feel the CO2 buildup yes. where yeah. part of me wants to go. I can still hold. I don't need more oxygen. Yeah. I don't need that but I need to release this CO2. And <laughs> yeah. you know what? I'm like, how do I, how do I keep holding my breath? I mean, especially as you get into longer and you start practicing. I mean, when I, I go over four minutes sometimes and, but when I get to that, when I get to that, my CO2 levels are through the roof and I'm like, yeah. I gotta, 
I need to release this. Yeah. I don't know if there's a way around that other than just training. I don't think you can still have a breath retention and release CO2 and not get more oxygen. I don't know if the body will allow you to do that. <laughs> CO2 will eventually override your, your voluntary control of your breath. So eventually, yeah, we have voluntary control over our breath. And that's, that's something that's why we're able to speak right now. Right. We can yeah. actually decide when to breathe, but eventually the brain will override that once you get to a certain level of CO2 and it's going to be, painful yeah and you know this right if you're if you're doing yeah. four minute breath holds i mean you get to a level of pain and anxiety i mean you, you can feel incredible oh, it's through the roof usually yeah it's yeah. usually through the roof and i'm like i gotta take a breath now yeah and but then but man when i do that when i take that breath it's it's a beautiful breath. Oh, yes yeah it's oh, happiness yeah. and i think that's really where i in those moments right after the long hold so that i found a lot of self-realization in the cold i mean that's yes whether whether that be mindset whether that be just inspired action about things that i want to do in my life or even just directions that are beyond my thinking mind that come yes. from nature and in, in india they call it ishwara ishwara is mm. is god but it's it's everything it's everything yeah. it's nature it's the tree it's your water it's everything is ishwara and so when i immerse myself into this state of Ishwara, self-realization is kind of the product uh, of that and call it inspired action, call it inspiration, whatever you want to call it. But I think also after those retentions, sometimes when we do breath work and you take that breath and then you feel the nervous system, the, the electrical system light up, you hear it in your ears, you feel it in your fingers mm -hmm. and you're squeezing that new found breath in and you're kind of visualizing um chakras for me i'm i'm drawing it up the chakra system almost like a kundalini rising and sure. you know i think all that happens and but a lot of people are quite um skeptical about using the word enlightenment or self-realization yeah. uh, because those are words meant for only monks right and <laughs> or the or the buddha that's those are the only people that right. can do that and so I, I wanted to hear from you kind of what what you think self-realization means to you in your practice in general and, and what you would tell to someone if they said, hey, will this this practice help me find self-realization? That's uh, wow. Okay. So this is I'm getting all these questions I've never gotten before. I, I'm having a good time. So okay. <laughs> so so when it comes to self-realization, for me, I you know, and, and it's, I, I'm, I love, I love your, your, where you're coming from, from an Eastern point of view. For me, I am a very much Western minded individual when it comes to the world of philosophy and, and, um, and, and I, I'm an English professor as well. So, so this is, I've been an English professor for about 10 years or a little over 10 years. Uh, so philosophy and, and stuff like that is kind of steeped in Western stuff. Yeah. So, so for me, I, when I think about self-realization, I start thinking about existential philosophy and the, the question of whether you discover who you are or you decide who you are. And the, the ideas of when it comes to self-realization, who am I really? Um, Jung, uh, the, the, uh, uh, psychoanalyst or what was no, Carl Jung. Yeah. Carl Jung. He, he was a 
psychologist. <laughs> I don't know why I couldn't think of that. Yeah. Um, but the psychologist Carl Jung, he said that uh, I am both accepting who I am and deciding who I'm going to be. And I think there's a, a, a really beautiful, a beautiful tension there that is self-realization in that there is a certain degree of honesty we have to have with who am I really? And, and we have to look at ourselves, I think, in a way that says, maybe I'm a scoundrel, <laughs> you know, maybe <laughs> I am, maybe there are flaws, maybe there are, are things that I don't necessarily like about myself. Um, maybe there are things that I love about myself. It's all me. And, you know, I, I you were talking about yoga, not necessarily, it's, it's part of the mind, right? It's, and, and I think we agree, it's everything, right? It's, it's like, there is no mind and body, it's, it's all one thing. Um, and, you know, when it comes to, uh, when it comes to, to, to existentialism, the, you know, Henry David Thoreau, he, uh, he wrote uh, a, a lot of, he was influenced heavily actually by Hinduism and uh, he wrote the poem Brahma and, uh, but, but in, in, in basically he says that we have to be ourselves. We have to be ourselves. Now he believed that, that we're all connected with one common soul, right? The oversoul. Right. And so we have to be ourselves for, for all of us to be expressed. Now, for me, I think, I think it's, in, it's incredibly important. I don't know about the spiritual stuff. I, I, I don't really have a, a particular claim there, but I think it, and it is maybe a matter of faith, in my opinion, that we all have to be ourselves. And that means we have a lot of work to do because it's very easy and I'll come back to Jung, you know, or Jung, he, he said that uh, we're all born original, but most of us die as facsimiles, right? Mm. It's so easy to pattern ourselves off of this guru or that sports hero or, you know, whomever, right? And not think for ourselves. And I think it is essential, even if a person absolutely, I, I can't agree with anything they have to say, I think it's absolutely important that that person exists and as him or herself and and i think i think and that again that for me that's a matter of faith because i don't know if it's really true <laughs> but, but you know but i think it's essential now when it comes to the practice of breath work and how it brings us to that here is how it happened for me and how it happens for me is that it's so i think for most of us we we, we decide not to be who we really are out of fear. We are afraid to, we're afraid to be, to, to listen to ourselves. We're afraid to be who we really want to be. Um, and then also we're afraid to, to actually look within and do that kind of deep work that, that is required to look inside of ourselves. And so one of the things that I have found with breath work now, and this is specifically more of an altered state, is that it helps us break through a lot of these blockages that we have from whatever it was. For some people, it's trauma. For some people, for other people, it's, it's you know, they, they uh, grew up just, it's better not to think for myself. I'm just going to do what people want me to do because then people are happy with me and I want people to be happy with me, right? I think there's so many things that we we pick up through our, our lives that we have to work our way through later on in life 
Um, and I know there's some people that never picked up any, uh, you know, problematic things or, or maladaptive behaviors, but I would, I would be willing to bet it's got to be close to nine out of nine, right? I but, would, I would say that everyone, everyone has yeah. healing that needs to be done, you know, right. in some form or fashion, even if it's simply the narrative that we carry, um, you know, the narrative that I, that is, I am this yeah. prevents us from, from evolving. It prevents us from, yeah, yeah. from, from moving oh, I forward. Love that. Yeah, exactly. It, when, when, why would that have to be set in stone? Right. Yeah. What, it's, what, it's like saying, I'm, I don't do the cold that, well, that's just a narrative you created for yourself. I don't do the cold. Yeah. Okay. I, well, I don't, I don't do yoga. I don't, I don't do the, and that's a narrative that, that someone created, which I, I, I preface that saying that it needs healing and that's up to them to decide. But, but what I think it's done is it's, it's created a limiting uh, name badge that says, this is who I am and this is all I'm ever going to be. And whereas when we go into deep breath work or, and, and cold and mindset training, we go beyond that. That is our, our incarnate, you know, our incarnation. Mm -hmm. And we go into something that's quite a bit deeper. And I think the ancient yogis knew that. Mm -hmm. And, and we're, and we're just learning to kind of bring that back. And I, I think breath work itself, even if it is not spiritual in nature, as you're, you're presenting it, it mm -hmm. is spiritually received because I think that our breath is the doorway into our soul. Because we have these parts yeah. of the brain. I know you talk about, you know, we, we have our, our frontal cortex and we have our limbic and we right. have our, our brain stem and that's very simplified, but to get really into our limbic system, I consider it a kind of a tether to our heart coherence. Mm. You know, our, our, our Joe Dispenza talks a lot about that, about heart coherence. And to get into that, we need to go beyond the memory and the narrative that's that rests in our, in our, in our neocortex and go a little deeper. Mm -hmm. And that to me is a very spiritual um experience it can be because you i mean you, yeah. we see it as we facilitate where there's a release of emotion and there is profound thought and there is also just peace and even if it's just peace where the, you can you can sit quiet with yourself while you're in the cold let's just say 90 seconds mm -hmm. that is a spiritual ceremony it is ceremony yeah. Yeah. And, and i think humans have been involved in ceremony ever since they've been involved with drum circles and the moon and and whatever and we've done breath work and we've done things with plant medicines and it's always been ceremony and i think as humans we've forgotten how to breathe because we're very conditioned to comfort but mm -hmm. now as we as breath work is being popularized it's because people are kind of sick of the of the old of the, of the western way of like let's just put a medication on it let's yeah, just yeah. let's just stick you into a hospital and i think humans are saying there's got to be a better way than over medicating me mm -hmm. and so we're finding that and there's there's so many systems out there right i mean i i get ads served to me all the time because it, you know our phones are always listening i get they, they yeah. know that i'm doing breath work and they they want to serve me an ad for this particular program and that book and this thing and this course. And I think that all of them maybe have some value, but there's also like a, a really good and clean path. And I want to talk about that 
um, as those who are listening to this, because I know that you're right now, you're in the middle of a six week course. Yeah, that's right. And, and you have a, a certification coming up. If I believe that I heard that, which right. I think I'm going to be participating in. So I want to hear more awesome. about that. Yeah. So, so one of the things that, that I, I really, I, I, and, and just to kind of, just kind of, um, to, to, to just kind of set that stage and, and piggyback on what you're talking about. Um, the the world of breathwork is blooming right now and it's this amazing beautiful movement there are also um a lot of misconceptions i think and so what i'm trying to do and, and like you said there's all these different this method and that technique and this system and whatever um everybody wants to have a brand and and what i'm trying to do is just really say listen it's all working with the same things really i mean if you have lungs if you have a brain if you have a body, it's all working with the same thing. So, so there's a lot of people say, well, this is the one that I do. Okay. I do this one. That's the thing that's, and, and, and I don't want breath work to turn into what I've seen in fitness and nutrition and, um, and in uh, pretty much everything else. Oh, it's where, in yoga too. Uh, yeah, exactly. You've seen, you see it all the time. And it's, and, and, and like, 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 uh, even um, Pilates and like they have every, and every everything that is good, and even let's let's just face it, medicine is good. It's just that it got adulterated, just like everything else. And I don't want to see breath work get that way. And so what I'm doing is I, I do a six week intensive class, and I, I call the six week breath mastery class. Now this is a course that we do online, um, and it's not a pre recorded online course like like. And, and now I probably will eventually have a pre-recorded online course to offer, but I, I want to try to always do a live online course. And what we do is every week we get together for two hours a week. Um, it's one, one two-hour session. Um, and we cover different elements of breath. And so what I want my students after six weeks, the whole po point is to be able to create your own personalized breath practice. That's perfect for you. It's not mine. It's not Ryan's. It's not, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's, 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 it's going to be your own. And also the thing about the breath, it, it just like all humans, we're all different and we don't come off on a assembly line or something like that. So I teach my students how to test things. We cover all the foundations of breath. And then really, once you finish it, you'll be able to look at any breathing technique, whatever system that somebody comes at you with and, and be able to even just look at it and say, this is probably what they're trying to do. Okay, this is, the, okay, they're doing this on the exhale. Okay, I get what they're trying to do here. Oh, oh, they're holding the breath for this long. Okay, I understand what this thing does for most people. Now for me, I've already tested and I know that it doesn't necessarily do that for me. You know, I want, my, I want people to be that knowledgeable. Because I don't want people to come around. I, I, I always hate it when people are the, the paleo is the only way. No, it's carnivore. No, it's vegan. You know, it's like, okay, you're dealing with human physiology. So get to know your own human physiology and then understand the principles that you're working with. Then you can move on. Now, that is step one. And for most people, that's intense, right? And, and this is not just a class that if you want to learn a few techniques to relax, you know, take this class. This is, this is, if you really want to fully understand breath work, this may be the last course you'll ever have to take. And then 
once you're done with that, now they're live classes, you have access to the recordings for as long as you want, you know, you can always rewatch them on demand. There's homework, there's guided sessions that I give people for homework. And the goal is at the end, you're, you're pretty adept at, at, at breath work. It's not the end of your training because we understand it's got to be a practice, right? But you're equipped with the tools to really have a really fruitful practice the rest of your life. Now, what I want to, what I'm doing from there is, um, that is step one. If you would like to become a certified breath worker under me, and what we're going to be doing is we have one more course, uh, a six week breath course. It's going to be in June that this one starts and it'll again, it'll go for six, six weeks. And then we'll, I'll be, I'll continue to have those, but we're going to start enrollment for the breath school. And it's not available yet, but it will be available for everyone who's, who's taken these courses. You'll get an email and an invitation to apply. We're not taking everybody. This is for, especially for the first class, <laughs> we want to make sure the first class is really set up to succeed. And, um, and so we'll go from there and we'll, do, we'll meet, um, we'll meet uh, electronically. We'll meet via Zoom and we'll do sessions where we cover all the different aspects of breath in, in greater detail. And then we get together. I've found a place in Silverton, Colorado, uh, where we're going to have our master training practicals. That's and, close to me. So, yes. so you, you have to take the six-week course first. Yes. And then you take the, the mastery. Okay. Correct. Now, again, if you take the six-week course, it doesn't necessarily mean you're trying to become a, a you know an instructor or you know, get certified. Many people will take this. Many people have. They've taken the six-week course. A lot of people took the first one and then they signed up again because it yeah, was that okay. good. And it, so if you really just want to really deep dive, if you want to just say, I want to understand how my breath works, I'm not, maybe, maybe I'm not interested in becoming an instructor. Still, the six-week breath mastery course is for you. But if you'd like to get certified under me, I will, and this, again, this is for, and you can apply these principles and you can say, okay, I'm an, I'm an athletic coach, great. Or I'm a yoga teacher or I'm a, you know, whatever. I just want to help people with addiction as one guy. He's already told me, he's like, you know, I'm in the recovery world and I want to be able to use these principles. Whatever you want to use it, you'll be able to, you'll have a, a good enough breadth of breath work to be able to apply that to whatever it is you want to do. So we're going to cover also things, basically making your passion into a profession. Um, so a lot of the things I wish someone would have told me, but there just wasn't anybody in the space, right? It's, it's kind right. of, it's kind of a new space, right? And so a lot of the things I wish people would have taught me, I'll be teaching, uh, to this first class. So I'm really excited about that. Again, signups should be, uh, this fall, uh, for, um, for applications, and then uh, it'll be a real quick turnaround as far as uh, acceptance uh, into the to the um, master class, and then uh, the final practicals will be in June of 2022. So uh, let's talk about where to find that. Um, so tell yeah. me what what is your so, website? Uh, so you go to jessiecoomer.com, and you can go under courses. And right now. Uh, right now you can't sign up for, uh, you have to sign up for the six week breath mastery class. And what for we June? do, it, is that yeah, available now? June, it'll be available 
in let's see it's currently not but when this goes on let me just give you the date that it should be available by for the june class um it should be available by may 14th okay so, so may 14th they can so sign up and yeah. then june you start the class you do six weeks and then you're ready for going to, to colorado to do the uh you're ready to apply apply so, so i can't guarantee everybody that applies will actually be accepted space is limited yeah gotcha it is, it is a limited thing and again i i want i want to make sure um a person's really serious i want and and so we'll, there will be an application process but yeah. yeah that's when that that class will start the first class will go through and uh we're going to change the world man i mean the, you you yeah. know how needed this is and especially with the the things that have been happening in the past year or so um, I don't think we've seen, sadly enough, I don't think we've seen the psychological ramifications of the past year or so. I, I think we're going to be dealing with that. And it's something where I know there's a, a lot of um, a lot of healing that needs to be done. And, and guess what? We're here. <laughs> and, and, and this is what 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 this is. Maybe this is why we're here right now. I, I, I tend to believe so. So. I, I'm really excited about helping, you know, being, being a helpful force in this world and uh, change the world for the better. Oh, that's beautiful. Cause that's, I mean, when I, when I'm, when I quit my corporate job and I decided to move to India, I mean, that's, mm. that was kind of like my, <laughs> most people write a, a you know, a, a two week notice that says things like, I'm leaving you because you do this. <laughs> my, my, my two week notice was I'm going to live a life of service for others and for myself and not for a corporation. And that was part of my, my two week notice is that yeah. I was going to be of service. And so I, every time that I find that I'm discouraged or, you know, especially when, when pandemic happened and we were shutting everything down, right. I couldn't teach. And I, we found, you know, technology as a re resource to help us with that. Right. Uh, I said, okay, I can, I'm back. I'm back. And I can, <laughs> and I can, and I can help. So I, I'm certainly, I mean, that's my, my route. I mean, I, I want to try to get to Poland uh, early. Yes. Next yeah. Becoming um, Wim Hof method certified, I think would be a great thing too. Um, yeah. And, and, and for those listening, you know, you go to wimhoffmethod.com, you can apply for their Academy there too. So yeah. I think, I think you would love, you would love all of that. That would be, yeah, that's what I'm planning on. I think they're, they have a, a call scheduled for August with awesome. uh, someone. And then, um, and then I believe it's in January to go to Poland. So that's what, what I'm hoping for. And then I would, yeah, I'd like to, to talk further about doing this course. Cause um, yeah. it's something that I use and teach now. And uh, I know that you, you, I mean, you, you've, you've done a lot of research on the science and, and just backing it with the practice. And I think that's where we need to be. I mean, even Wim talks about that saying, that's great that you feel good. And that's great that this is happening for you, but we want to show with science, why we want to yes. show yes. that yes. it's like, not just like a, a really good, feel good thing, you know, that that's sort of in metaphysics, we want it right. to be something that's science and saying, this is why you feel good. This is what's happening in your body. And mm -hmm. I think that that really is where those who are skeptical, who are saying, yeah. whatever, I don't have the time. I would do it, but it's cold. I think that's where they'll say, well, yeah, but this shows norepinephrine levels. This shows my oxygen levels. This shows the healing that's happened in my body. I know Rob has a, you know, our friend Rob has a really powerful yes. story about his own healing oh with Raynaud. Yeah. 
And like to show that and go, I don't have these symptoms anymore. And the only thing that has changed is yeah. that I've begun to breathe properly. <laughs> That's, I mean, it, it seems like there's no way that could cause such an enormous change in the way we look at life and the way we feel. And yeah, it, it does. Though. It does. I, I mean, it's just incredible the changes that have happened in my own life and the life of my clients and your life and Rob's life and all of our, I mean, it's just incredible. So, so I, I think, I think this is just the beginning of one of the most underreported movements in history. And if we can reach out and again, it's, this is the beautiful thing. Like in, in I, I'm going to be certifying people under myself, but I'm not asking people to be clones, right? I am so happy. I, you know, you come from an Eastern uh, worldview. I'm going to come from a Western worldview because guess what? It's about, it's not about me. It's about getting the, 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 the public into it. So there's going to yeah. be some people I can, I can speak to and they're going to, they're going to say, yeah, I'm hearing exactly what you're putting down. And somebody you're going to speak to the same way, you know, we could be saying the exact same thing. Right. But only it's like, well, I kind of like the way Ryan was saying it better, you know, and, and it's just like, well, okay, it doesn't matter. And it's, it, that's the beauty behind, you know, really all of us coming around this one common goal of breath and, and just helping the world take a deep breath and, and a sigh of relief, if nothing else. A sigh, a breath of relief. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. A, a giant breath of relief. It is such a fantastic thing to, to see changes not only in myself and the way I, I use the the duality of response versus react mm -hmm. and and I I see such a a change I was telling you before we started but I had an incident with my laptop you yeah. know and, and, it, and it went it went it was gone it got wet it was gone and I was certainly in fight or flight mode because oh, yeah. I didn't know what to do. I've never had a <laughs> laptop saturated by water. And so oh, no. your, your initial reaction is to freak out. But because we live in this world where we practice things, I go, ah, I remember this sensation. I remember that this yep. is fight or flight. Yep. Okay, I can either let it, I can react and scream and holler and swear, or I can say, ah, this will pass. This is yep. me breathing. This is me sitting in it. This is me letting it whirl around me. Mm -hmm. And then on the other side of that, we find that we are able to res respond in a way that is healthy. Yes. That is communicating with others. And also that doesn't perpetuate um, building these walls that, 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 that keep us away from our healing. So, you know, yeah, it's just yeah. a matter of saying things happen. Okay. <laughs> now 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 let's work with them and so you know that that's where i find breath work has been the most helpful for for me and for a lot that uh, that, that have been around me is just like they don't want to stress anymore they don't want to be anxious anymore they just want to say yeah. i have a tool that is not a pill a breather it's not a, all these things it's just me it, uh, one of my favorite poets a guy named young pueblo i don't know if you're familiar with him but he he he's a, a wonderful poet and um he wrote the um he said, true power is living the realization that you are your own healer, hero, and leader. Yes. Oh, I true love power. that. I love true that. Power. Yeah. You know, we, we can have all these other little things, but I think being a, a breath worker yeah. is a superpower. And so, yeah, 
Yeah. I wake up every morning. Jesse. <laughs> I can't believe it. Every morning I wake up, I can't believe it. You know, it's like, wow, this thing works. Yeah. You have superpowers. Well, so they can, the, the best ways to get a hold of you. I know you have your, your channel. I am yeah. Jesse Coomer, right? I, I'm Jesse Coomer on Instagram and then uh, on, on YouTube. Uh, it's, it, you just go YouTube forward slash Jesse Coomer, J E S S E C O O M E R. Or you can go to jessiecoomer.com for all of my links. That's J-E-S-S-E-C-O-O-M-E-R. And, uh, and you can check out all my offerings. Your, your book is the best place to get it is there or should you get it on yeah, Amazon? Yeah, if you, if you go to my website or you can go to Amazon. But if you go to my website, you know, it's linked there. On Amazon, it's available in an ebook, paperback, and an audible. Right on. And you, you narrated the audible, is that right? I, I didn't narrate the, the oh. actual audible. So, so here's how it worked for that. I, I don't actually have the equipment to really do it right yeah. because they're very specific uh, that, that particular, uh, whenever you do it for audible. So I, I, you, you'll hear me in the beginning and I kind of introduce the guy who reads it. And at the end I do, I think it's like five or six, I, I forget how many hours it is. Um, it's not five or six hours, but five or six sessions that are guided breathwork sessions. So a lot of the breathwork sessions that you you read in the back of my book that are samples for this or that. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. I guide you through. There's music. Actually, Rob did some of the music. And uh, oh yeah, yeah. Right so so it's it's um so that is also available on Audible. You can get it through. And if you go to my website, you, you, there's links to all of it as well. Got it. Well, but, it's two hundred uh, pages of goodness. I love it. Thank and, you. And refer to it pretty often. Um, Really, especially just, uh, you know, just some of the techniques and the science, again, is, is what's key for me, uh, just to going, yeah, that's why that happened. Okay, got it. So um, go into your sites, check you out. And I know that you have um, some upcoming workshops. Uh, we talked about the one on the 15th. Unfortunately, I will not be able to get to that one this month, but I do plan on, on getting in the cold with you again. Um, yes we need to plan something for like the winter out here in utah because i think yeah that would, i'd love to i, I talked to rob about coming out here for that also to do a little climbing and getting into the cold so maybe um maybe we offline we'll talk about that and, and coordinate something where we can do a, a another uh, a few cold dips here in the desert so all right i love it sounds great well thanks for joining me today i appreciate you we'll chat soon i'm going to talk to you offline about um those other offerings but Jesse, it's been a pleasure. Amazing. I'm going to go watch your video. I know you're releasing a video today. So yes, thanks so much. Yeah, you, you'll see a lot of me eating uh, stuff with Rob off the ground. So yeah, dandelions and yeah. weird things we can't repronounce. We can't pronounce. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> thanks so much for having me, Ryan. Much love, brother. Talk to you soon. You too.